0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the Business of Golf, every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. Welcome back in... The season tee-off edition of Golf in the Northwest here. We had a little delayed start uh, due to an NCAA tournament run from the Pilot Women, but glad to be back, even though the weather here in the Pacific Northwest doesn't resemble it uh, with snow in the forecast this weekend, uh, late March, but it is golf season. Uh, We've got the World Match Play event going on at the Austin Country Club. Uh, Trying to figure out who the best golfers in the world are. It's been made much more difficult in recent times with the split off from the uh, Live Golf Tour. And so that's why I was thrilled to uh, have the opportunity to welcome in managing director for SI Golf, Jeff Redder, joining us this morning. And uh, so much to get to, but uh, we saw last month uh, the release came out. Sports Illustrated, with the split in in the top pro tours of of the top players, decided to come up with its own golf ranking system, similar to I think what Ring Magazine did with all the boxing uh, several years ago. It's like okay, pound for pound, who are the best fighters? So shot for shot, uh, as we welcome Jeff in. What was the genesis and, and how did you go about deciding this was the right time to kind of come up with your own ranking system?
0: Hey, Jason. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, I think just following the golf beat last year, uh, it was clear that the, the, the launch of live golf was going to have uh, a disruption, a disruptive effect on the world of, of men's pro golf. And it happened right away. Really it happened even before it launched with players defecting and, you know, lawsuits start flying and there's just all these sort of ripple effects that happen when a competitive golf league, um, such as it is gets off the ground. And so one of the, one of the threads, uh, the the common theme throughout the summer was what happens in the world rankings with these golfers and world rankings. It's more than just, it's more than just a list of the top golfers, but it's actually like, it's like the gateway to a lot of the top tournaments in the world, including the masters, which is coming up of course, shortly, but Um, a lot of top tournaments will use the list of uh, the official world rankings to open up spots for the masters, for the U S open for world golf tournaments, et cetera. So um, we were covering this throughout the year. And what's funny is that it's one of the few, one of the few unifying things that, that both PGA tour players and live golf, you know, the new guys on that tour agreed on was that the world golf rankings needed reform. I mean, the world golf rankings, We're um, we're ignoring and continue to ignore the live tour entirely. So anybody who's winning events or any any type of results on the live tour, um, those players aren't earning any points towards the world golf rankings. So, and even the PGA Tour players were complaining about the the OWGR is just a source of um, that it's just that's just sort of broken. And so, Sports Illustrated, we cover it. You know, we're writing these stories. We're seeing the theme and. You know, we start to get together in the fall, last fall, and decide what are some areas, you know, coverage opportunities, or just what are, what are these to- big topics or things that are going to be happening in 2023? And World Rankings was very high on our list. It's something that we expected to just continue to be covering. And it just – conversation starts to pivot of could we be a place that uh, comes out with something new? I mean, we knew that OWGR is in need of reform. Um, maybe it, whether it needs to be blown up or put back together again, you, you could make a case for, it. but we just felt like there's an opportunity here to maybe just start all over with the list. And we're journalists, we're not statisticians. So we, we started talking to data partners and we found one we really liked in uh, golf intelligence um, who has just tens of thousands of, of, of uh, golf courses in the system, tens of thousands of golf rounds shot and could just get, really handled this type of number crunching that, that we were kicking around, um, which is to just assign all new metrics for our list that measures the PGA Tour and Live Tour and all tours in the world uh, the same way. So it's not it's not so much we didn't necessarily go out and try to um, put our thumb on the scale and give extra points to Live or there's, there's no bonuses for their team championships or that sort of thing. We just took a look at it set of to be as objective as we possibly could, and treat all tours the same, and then let the data tell the story from there, and uh, that's what we felt like we did. And we really we looked at it at two spots, two two kind of key areas of opportunity. One is the World Golf Rankings uses a 24 month tail, 24 months of event results. We felt like we've always felt like that's too long, so we use 12 months players most recent 12 months of events, and then. Obviously, using um, the second piece is just treating all tours the same. bringing live in, not treating it any different than any other tour. And uh, th- those are sort of the two problems we we looked at tackling with these rankings, and we feel really good about where it is today.
1: And so aside from just the going back only twelve months instead of twenty four as you were working with your uh, with the data company there, uh, what did you find maybe that uh, the the World golf rankings didn't properly? Uh, take into account that you think uh, the system you guys have devised will be a more objective approach to uh, who is the best golfer in the world at any given time?
0: Well, I I think that's exactly it. It's, it's who is the best golfer in the world at this time. That's really what we're trying to get to. And I think, I think by going back 24 months, you just bring in, uh, you're just putting too much emphasis on results that are two years ago. I mean, I, Hideki Matsuyama won the masters in 2021 and he's still getting OWGR points for that. Um, he's, he's higher on in the OWGR than he is in the SI world golf rankings. Um, Abe answers a guy, a live, a live, golfer who, even though he earned points in our rankings for his live golf results, uh, he's still higher in the OWGR because he had a really hot summer in 2021. Um, and none of that matters in the, in the SI rankings. So it was really about, uh, trying to try and identify the top golfers today without necessarily becoming a hot take list where, Oh, whoever wins the match play this weekend is just going to be number one in our rankings. You know, it's like a, that feels more like a power ranking, you know, debated around among writers than a stats, you know, data driven list, like what we've got. So it was finding that right balance and we sort of settled on um, 12 months as the right, as the right number for, uh, for finding that balance.
1: Scotty Scheffler, uh, the current number one ranked player, and he uh, looks like it so far uh, as we get into the uh, knockout round of the uh, match match play event there out at Austin Country Club this weekend. Uh, Have you been, since you've released this or in the process of developing it, has there been any reaching out from the PGA Tour, from the Live Tour, from majors, from anybody else curious about possibly using your rankings as a determining factor of getting into events in the future or is this purely you want to look at it as more of a journalistic objective standpoint
0: we've we've heard from both tours um either one had necessarily influenced our calculations but um there's certainly curiosity about this project and what we're doing and um we're happy to make it available to any tour that that is you know interested in making it a part of their coverage or what they do i don't think I think at the moment, it's not so much about taking a stand of saying, you know, hey, major championships, start using this. You know, that's not necessarily the type of push we're making with this online. It's just more about, um, it's more about, it's, really, it starts with readers and golf fans and just giving them a list that tries to objectively measure who the best players are. And I think objectively, if you just take a look at somebody like Dustin Johnson, who I think is outside the top 60 now in the official world golf rankings, like just uh, objectively, I think a golf fan who's plugged in and, and kind of knows, knows the landscape would say, <laughs> yeah, Dustin Johnson is not, he, he's got to be in the top 30 golfers in the world currently, you know, just based on what he's, on what he's done in the last 12 months. So I, I think really, it's just that it's a service to golf fans. You know, people that are listening to your show, people that read sports illustrated people that uh, follow the tours that are watching the match play this weekend to say, Oh, you know, what would it look like if you just took this disruptive tour and, and blended it in and just treated it like any other tour, where do the guys fall? That, that's really where, um, where we place this. And, and certainly as interest grows, we're, you know, it's exciting for us to have conversations with other tours and just from folks like yourself who just reach out and want to learn more about it because, um, it's kind of what we were hoping to do is offer something different and, and we're excited about it. And, um, you know, we'll see where it all, all evolves from here.
1: Jeff Ritter, our guest managing director of golf for sports illustrated joining us here on golf of the Northwest. Obviously the, you mentioned the big, uh, impetus for coming up with this was the split between live and the PGA tour. They continue to battle it out in court. To, uh, you know, who's getting the upper hand, I don't know if this ever gets to a courtroom, but is there a resolution? Is there a point at which somebody is going to blank first, uh, whether it's the PGA Tour, whether it's live, uh, and and at some point they figure out how to coexist? Or is this going to go on, in your opinion, for a few more years?
0: Well, right now, the trial date's set for January 2024. Now there's a million things that can happen along the way that could delay that, you know, there's, they're kind of in the what's called discovery process where basically the two sides are looking for more information from the other and rulings on those pieces along the way could ultimately push this back farther. Um, But you're right. It's really not clear at the moment where, or how this ends. Um, It just seems like at the moment, it's really deep in this courtroom wrangling um between the two sides and and actually at world rankings is a part of it you know because as these live golfers don't continue to earn zero points in the owgr they're going to fall down that list that's going to shut them out of major championships for anybody who's not um a previous masters champion where they're you know those guys in theory if augusta chooses to could continue that to honor those exemptions every year but Majors have been, have been clear that they're just kind of following the world rankings and it's almost like, I don't weaponized might be too strong of a word, (laughs) but they're certainly using the world ranking as, as like a way to potentially phase out live golfers in the near future. So, uh, that puts, that also puts a clock on this, I think for live golf to try to get something done, whether it's fully going through with the trial or settling something earlier, remains to be seen, but, uh, but the clock is on as far as uh, their players and their involvement in, in golf's biggest events. It's something that we will uh, continue to follow
1: uh, throughout the season. Uh, I know, uh, managing director, uh, at SI for golf. That means, uh, since you guys folded morning read under your banner, if you're a golf fan and you don't take in or aren't uh, subscribed to morning read, it is fantastic uh, for people that aren't quite as familiar with it. Uh, let them know, just, uh, everything that comes under uh, that headline of Morning Read.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun last fall. I was, I was part of the Morning Read acquisition at Sports Illustrated. SI was really eager to get back into golf in a big way. And so it's all now part of the SI Golf umbrella. So you just SI.com slash golf. You can still subscribe to the newsletter. hits um, hits your inbox every morning for free six days a week, uh, covering the tours, covering the lived, try to give golf fans, uh, who, you know, who are into this sport, something fun to read every morning to kick off their day. So that, that part of the project continues along with obviously a lot of growth, um, and evolution, uh, with sports illustrated, um, including of course, this rankings project that we're talking today, plus many more fun things to come. So it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be a fun year and a a fun journey here at, at SI golf as we continue to grow.
1: Well, we'll be following along with you, especially those rankings, Jeff Ritter, Managing Director for Golf for Sports Illustrated. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us, and uh, hopefully maybe we can catch up with you later on in the uh, summer and see how things are shaking out. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank you, Jeff Ritter, Managing Director, Sports Illustrated. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?